You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al Jerry. Well, usually when we wrap up the podcast week, Al and I are in studio in New York City. This time we're wrapping up the week with him wrapping up his week in Houston as the guys have about, I would say, 26 or 27 more hours in Texas, meaning him and Craig, not Boomer. Boomer will be there through the weekend. So Al joins us via telephone yet again from Houston. What up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yes, I'm here via the cellular telephone live from Houston. I think the way we have to start, we need an update because earlier this morning, I don't remember it was the 6.30 or 7.30 hour, but it was was the 7 o'clock hour, so there you have it. Um, You guys got off stage, and I was very impressed you were able to use your microphones, your your wireless mics, which was kind of cool, where Boomer was throwing you guys footballs, and you and Craig were diving into the Bridgestone rubber pit, which was cool. But you dropped the ball as he threw you a fastball, and it looked and appeared that you were really angry because you thought you might have broken your finger. We are now three hours removed from that as we record this. Is the finger broken? Have you cooled off? Are we good? Okay, so let me see. How do we, you know, he floated one to Craig, who then dove kind of like he was going on a slide. He, like, dove butt first, which is not really what we had in mind for throwing passes to dive for. We wanted you to lay out, you know what I'm saying, Jerry? Like yes. Stretch across, like a diving across the middle for a, a football. And Craig sort of got a floater. He caught it. And then as if giving himself up because he didn't want to be tackled, dove that way into the, um, into the foam. So then he yells to Boomer, you got to throw it harder. Well, now I'm the next guy up. Well, Boomer unloaded with this uh, John Elway type line drive as I was wanting to lay out for a ball, which I thought he was going to float out there and I, that I would lay out and catch it and would look very impressive. Instead, as I went to do that, he threw what I could only imagine is the hardest ball he's ever thrown professionally or unprofessionally. And it went right into my left thumb to which I was not happy. I was cursing. I was screaming. I was, ranting and raving about him. Uh, I have been icing it for the better part of three hours, Jerry. Uh, I don't believe it's broken as I can move it, right? Yeah, if you can move you're, it, it's fine. You're, you're, I'm not going to say it's fine, Jerry. It's still The bone's painful. fine. It's not broken. The bone's fine, but what else could it be? You're somebody who does sports broadcasting and discusses injuries. I'm sure this has happened to a Dallas Cowboy or two when you've been covering their games. What do you think it could be? A bruise. A bruise, or do I need some sort of tendon surgery in my thumb? No, a bruise. A bruise. Yeah, I don't think you have any tendon issues. And you know what's weird about it, and I take your word for it because you're the one that was catching it. 
And you know how they say the screen sometimes can add 10 pounds to somebody? Yeah. In this case, I feel like the screen took away miles per hour because it didn't look like much. <laughs> well, listen, sometimes it just hits you in a weird spot. <laughs> so wait a second. So maybe it wasn't the hardest ball he's ever thrown in his professional or amateur career. Well, the weird thing, and, and you m- maybe know this even, like sometimes we'll have a football at the radio station and in the hallway, Boomer might throw a couple passes to people. And he's not throwing hard, but being a professional quarterback, the guy throws an incredibly tight spiral. Yes, he does. When he's, even when he's not throwing it hard. So really, so, you got hit with a, a point dart, basically. I got hit with a point dart, Jerry. And I immediately, my concern was, will this affect my piano playing? That's <laughs> all I worried about. And still have some concerns with, because it's very sore. Right. Bruised, as you have diagnosed it. And I'm not sure you're a hand doctor. But I'm going to take your word for it that it's, I know it's not broken because I can move it. Doctor? But I'm thinking I've dislocated some tendons of some sort. I don't. Are there tendons in there? I have no idea. I'm it's not swollen. a, uh, I'm not a hand and foot that. doctor. I, is it really swollen? It is swollen. Yes, Jerry. I can get, tell you that one. No. It is swollen. Maybe it's a fracture. Here comes Boomer now. Let me yell to him that we're doing a podcast. Boom. Boomer. Taping a podcast with Jerry. <laughs> uh, well, I was just relaying to Jerry in the audience how um, Jerry says when you see it on tape, it does not look like he threw it very fast. Right. I'm telling him that it was very quick, and the TV it didn't, they didn't pick it up correctly. You know what you are? You're like what Donald Trump says. Chuck Schumer you know, deserves a crying Oscar for right. crying. That's what you're like. You're like crying, <laughs> and you should get an Oscar for that act. So you think I may have overreacted? I was very angry. I was very angry. I'm sure you've had that with receivers in the past, like a Chris Collinsworth type. Oh, don't come back in the huddle. Oh, I see. Hmm. All right, see you, Boomer. <laughs> That's how that. Now, will he get out of Radio Row alive, or will he have to stop ten times before no, he gets out? He's, no, he's uh, he walks with a purpose though. And even when I yelled "Boom, Boomer," you yeah. heard me yelling, Jerry. He did not look right away because. I think he pretends not to hear. Either that or he's so used to it, he really doesn't hear it. Yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, you know. Yeah, I'll be nursing this all day probably. Now, I'm jealous because this is the one day. I would say there are two times during this week that I've thought, man, I really want to be in Houston. A, the Monday morning show is always one of my favorites because – We've been there since, you know, you get there on Sunday morning or early Sunday afternoon. You get a day to see the city and do some stuff. You get to go out to dinner. You really have no pressure. And on Monday morning, I know that I'll be a big part of the show because you don't have a whole lot booked that early on Monday. So I missed Monday for sure. Then as you go through the week, oh, with all these spots, I'm really sitting here not doing a whole lot. It doesn't bother me so much. But then we get to Thursday. And this, to me, is the best day. Because tomorrow for you is booked. For me, I know I'm not doing a whole hell of a lot tomorrow because you have so right. many guests. Thursday for me was always the day where when we walked out of there at 9 o'clock local time right. or 10 or wherever it was, I would take a deep exhale, kind of how I do every right. day here when the show ends. That mm-hmm. We got through the week. Tomorrow's not we that big it. a deal. Right. We made it. And now what we have to do is essentially we've got party time. We can go out. We can enjoy ourselves, see the city. we got dinner and all good. Right. I think you're right there, Jerry. And it's Friday. Holla. Right, exactly. And so that is the part of being in Houston where I wish I was there this week. I am not, so be it. 
and then we move on. By the way, you gave us a quick recap uh, this morning on the portion of the show before Boomer and Craig started to interject. So how did warm up? Yeah, how did dinner go exactly? I mean, you you mentioned the fact that there were other oh, people yeah. there, which to me is awkward, especially when you don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be people you don't know at a dinner like that. So, right, you said you were able so, to slide away. How do you do that exactly? Yeah, so uh, Craig invited what we call randos, or, you know, random people to dinner. Well, he Not does that a lot. Random, no, but he does that a lot. Yeah, so so he invited uh, a very nice gentleman. Uh, the last name is. Felger or Felger. He is a uh, sports talk host for the Hub, our sports station in Boston. He's the afternoon guy. Very pleasant. His wife, also very pleasant. She's on the local news up in Boston. So two media types. Well, they squished them down at the end of the table where I happen to be. So it was my first meeting with them. So it was a lot of the generic questions that you get and yeah. I, I gotta tell you jerry by the end of the day with no with lack of sleep i i i would not i couldn't have it i couldn't have the mm. the small talk uh and then craig was ordering all this bizarro food at this mexican place that i don't like things the cheese is on it all over the place and then i wasn't sure if we were ever ordering entrees because i hadn't really eaten anything mm. so once i ordered myself a uh some chicken i was better you know what i'm saying but um they did. They had strange foods, rabbit. They had rabbit um, fajitas, which I'm not having that. No, it sounds disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Although when you look at it, it's like right next to it was pork fajitas. I was eating some of those. I know, it's the, but it's the whole acceptable. It's the whole idea, though, of eating a little bunny, for God's sakes. Yes. I mean, come on. Yes. And I, I get we're eating different meat from different animals, and it's kind of what right. we're raised on. And if we got raised on eating rabbit meat i'm sure it wouldn't be that big a deal but that's not how it's it's kind of like when we discuss you know sometimes in asia they'll eat different uh, dog and cat well if that's how you're raised so be it i didn't like when i asked craig what rabbit tasted like and he gave me nothing and i understand his point what does chicken taste like but everybody can at least understand what chicken tastes like you know is rabbit is it salty is it I don't know. I, I, is it is it a tough meat? I expected something better than something. Yeah, he gave me nothing. He was trying to tell you. I think he was trying to say it tastes like chicken. That everything tastes like chicken. Well, I asked, but that's but Al. That was my question to him. Did it taste like chicken? Was it just a generic meat? And instead, he went on attack mode, which I didn't quite understand. Right. No, I understand what you're saying, Jerry. But but you, you didn't say any, but, but you didn't say anything at the time on your portion of the show. You just sat there and let right. me take a beating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is a strange half of a second delay talking to you from Radio Row and you being back in New York. So I didn't want to step on your toes. There well, times you're right about that because I even said to Bob and Eddie, uh, as much as I like doing this, it's a little more difficult when you're on remote yeah. because of that delay. There were, I think, three times today that I thought you were finished with a with a comment, and I, I'm, oh, I'm mm-hmm. talking over you. You're still talking. Ah, whatever. Right. So it goes. Yes, yeah, so it goes, Jerry. But one of the other things that I wanted to bring up on that show uh, this morning, which I didn't get to, and I wanted, I'm trying to see what the big deal of this is, and maybe you know. So I'm reading that both SNY, home of the Mets, and MSG Network are now going to allow um, streaming like you can stream the Mets games on your device, right. stream the Rangers hockey games, where it used to be if you were in that home market, you could not stream games. Correct. Okay. People were rejoicing as if this was some sort of win for cord cutters 
which it no. is not, you still have to prove through your login that you have cable and that you – here's what I'm wondering. Like for me, I have uh, Optimum, and that's one of the services that is allowing the streaming of the SNY for the Mets game. It says I have to prove that I am a subscriber to SNY. Does that mean that if I sign in with my Optimum account, but I have a low-level account, which doesn't include SNY on my TV, that I can't watch those games? That is correct. Hmm. All, it, all it's doing is it's giving you another avenue along with your cable subscription to watch the game. So my example would be, uh, for me, and I'll get to how it can save you money in a second, I know, right. like, when we're on vacation, for instance, my, so my 12-year-old is really into the Mets. He likes watching them every night. And so when we're on vacation, I pay $25 a month for the MLB package, but because of where we live, I could never stream the Met games. Uh, the Yankees, you could because they made a deal uh, with, I forget who, I think Fox Sports Go, you could stream the Yankee yeah. games last year. But we Correct. could never stream the Met games when we were away because of where we live and where our address is. Now we can do that. Where it can save you money is, for instance, I have five DirecTV receivers in the house. And one right. of the last reasons why uh, I wouldn't get rid of those boxes was because without it, I couldn't get the Mets anywhere. Now I can put my Roku stick. I can go buy four. I, I have one. I can go get three more of them now. I can get rid of four boxes that I think I'm paying $11 a month on. Yeah, And I can are. replace it with Roku. As long as I keep my subscription on my one box, I'm good. And so then right. you can, and then you can stream the games, and it, it really is. It's it's better. I get your point, and I'm with you. The idea that you don't need a cable subscription is a farce. You absolutely have to have it. Just like right. I can stream Directv and the Red Zone channel and all that, but only if I subscribe to uh, the Sunday Ticket and everything with my Directv package. It's not like I can just say, "Hey, I want to subscribe to it and get it." You have to have it. So, so they're it, just saying, "Hey, you pay for these Mets games." Now we're going to allow you, because you pay for them, you can watch them when you're not at home. Yeah, they're giving you, they're just giving you added avenues to watch it and a different way to view it. And I think it's great. Also, like, for instance, when I'm outside in the summertime, I tried stream, I would stream a Yankee game on my iPad or something. Now I can do that outside in the summer. So there's just different ways now to watch the game. It's, I think it's very cool. It is, it is not a cord cutting type of deal, but I do think it's a good deal going forward for the fan. It is, like you said, a box-cutting deal because I, uh, I have a main box in my living room and I had one box in, the, in my bedroom, which I just got rid of because all I really watched on there was ESPN. And they have the Watch ESPN app on all these devices. I happen to use an Apple TV. Now I'm going to load up the one press and Y to watch my net games this year. Bang. And with that, we'll oh, pause. Yeah, i got to call you back. For, for station identification <laughs> on the Jerry Recco radio network. By the way, Al, as uh, for those that don't, remember or realize we always break the podcast into two segments and then we cut it in or cut it together. The one thing this week with us doing this on the telephone. Yeah. I now know, which shocks me actually, because I don't even think I know my wife's phone number at this point. I now know for the first time in the nine years that we've been working together, I know your phone mm-hmm. number now. Mm-hmm. By well, di- It's really actually amazing when you dial it a few times. Cause before this week, if you would have asked me, I wouldn't even have known your area code. Right. Now I have a New Jersey area code. I know that your number is seven three two two oh four. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I shouldn't do that. But do I not actually tweet that out, Jerry. Sorry. I do know your phone number though now. That's kinda cool, right? And the All other right. so but here's the thing. Now, let's say you get kidnapped. I'm gonna be the guy that you call because I'm the only number you know. 
and now that burden's going to be on me. Yes, and then you can call 911 and they can be like, oh, this guy again. All right, they're like, uh, now go, no, seriously, a broadcaster has been kidnapped. Right, well, let's hope that that doesn't happen. I do have oh. a family. Oh, oh, perfect. While we were doing... Uh, while we were doing our last segment, you would have gotten a kick out yeah. of this. As they, uh, a salesperson brought in, I imagine potential clients. Now I'm doing this. From, right. I'm doing this from Eddie's. <laughs> I'm doing this from Eddie's spot. So I'm in the control room, looking into our right. studio, which is yeah. interesting. It's a much different perspective because I'm used to being in there and looking at you right. guys from the other way. And so as I'm doing this podcast, uh, a salesperson brought in, I imagine, prospective clients, and they sat in right. all our chairs to take pictures. I see. So okay. you always wonder, when do people do this? Because sometimes yes. we will see photos appear on social media like, what in, <laughs> What the hell? Well, I just right. I just witnessed it. Oh, okay. So. Well, and that's also the funny thing. They know the speakers are on in there. So when they bring people in when we're taping a podcast, and now listen, we haven't done really any penis or pooping stories this week. We have I not. Had access to those stories um, while I'm on remote. Uh, so normally that's uncomfortable too. When they're taking photos in our chairs, they're also listening to penis and poop talk and wondering how is this on the radio? Little do they know, it's a podcast. That is correct. That's exactly right. You're right, you're right, you're so, right. So w- one of the things, I don't think I got to this this morning in the warm-up that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, there, it, uh, one of the bets you can make for Super Bowl is who's going to win the MVP. And, you know, it's easy to pick Tom Brady and uh, or like a Matt Ryan or Julio Jones, that sort of thing. One of the big star players, because uh, that's what everyone thinks it's going to be. And that's what it will most likely be. So to make any money in Vegas doing this, you kind of have to pick a guy that's not on everybody's radar. And I always feel like every year in the Super Bowl or every few years, a guy stands out that you did not know existed previously. Sure. Right, like a Malcolm Butler. I didn't know that guy's name before he he did that, and it's happened in other Super Bowls too. Uh, is there a guy on the Falcons or the Patriots that you think could be this guy? Where he might maybe we do know him, but has an opportunity to have a standout game. Yes, and could be an MVP. Yes, I All will right. give you Tevin Coleman. Now, who is that? I don't even know what team that guy is. I guess you do. Out of the two. He's on the the Falcons. He's capable of breaking off big runs. And if the Falcons win this game, you know, you think Devontae Freeman, you think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. But what if a guy like Tevin Coleman has a couple of touchdown runs and they win the game 21-17 or something? Right. That would be a guy that I would. And by the way, for anybody out there, Al just threw that at me. So that's top of my head. Yeah. I'm sure there are others that are a better pick, but that would be the type of guy I think you're talking about. Someone that yes. is sure to see the football. He will see the field. He'll have opportunities. If he ever broke off a couple of big runs or scored a couple of touchdowns and they won the game, there's your guy. And then in like seven years when we're setting up to do some sort of Super Bowl trivia and we look back and we go, Kevin Coleman won the MVP? Right. What Who position the... did that guy play? And what happened to him after the MVP, like Larry Brown with the Cowboys? Right. Or uh, even, like, remember, I was a, a big Bucks fan at the time. The Bucks went to the Super Bowl, uh, and they had uh, they had a cornerback or safety named Dexter. Dexter Jackson, wasn't it? Dexter Jackson, yeah. right. Yeah. Ooh, the Bucks had a lot of big names on defense. But this Dexter Jackson gets the MVP. He signs a huge deal with the Arizona Cardinals, and you never hear from him. Right. Well, Larry Brown signed a huge deal with the Raiders, and he got cut after one year, and he was done. 
I guess a popular bet in Vegas for a non-popular guy is this Vic Beasley linebacker for the Falcons. Right, if he goes People, and has three or four sacks and just disrupts right. Brady and they win the game, I could see that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I, that's an interesting one. Put your money on Tevin Coleman. Kevin Coleman. Tevin. So you're saying with a T. Tevin. T. Yes. Tevin. Tevin. <laughs> oh, I see. You've Tevin. never really heard of him, have you? <laughs> That's so Who would have thought I would have a problem with his first name and not Coleman? Right, exactly. Hmm. Hey, by the way, just because yeah. we're kind of wrapping up the week and we have not done many stories for what our audience has come to really like and expect of us, can, right. I, can I leave you with Ballantitis? All righty, certainly. Have you ever heard of it? Have you ever had it? Well, titus is an inflammation. Yes. So much like my thumb is inflamed, I, I imagine it's something like that. So that is the swelling and itchiness of the head of the penis. All righty. And so a lot of people seem to think that you get that from, you know, sexually transmitted diseases. Right. Well, new research has shown now that mm-hmm. clinics see this almost every day, and it's become a very common problem for guys. All Here's it is... Before you even tell me how you... Are you oh. there? Can I hear you now, Al? We have lost Al Dukes. What? No, oh, there he is. There. He's back. He's back. Go ahead. What were you saying? I was saying, you know... Hmm. This ain't going well. So the minute you tell me... Hmm. This is like a bad phone call on the Beningo and Robert show. <laughs> oh, oh, he's back. He's back. The, oh, oh, here's hi, what Jay. I heard. The minute you tell me. Go ahead. Take it from there. Okay. All right. I'm saying the minute you tell me. This... Again. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Let me try to walk over here. Hold on. Hold on. You sound like on. Darth Vader right now. Wait a week. No, it's not actually. And plus, it's the best story of the week. Hmm. Ah, there you are. Not here now? Yeah, the minute you tell me. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, this is fascinating. (laughs) I'm saying the minute you tell me. This is awesome. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Well, let me just say, since nobody can hear Al at this point, don't get nuts. It's not a. It's not from a sexually transmitted disease. They actually have found out that the buildup of the cheesy-looking substance uh, that's called smegma that builds up <laughs> below the, the foreskin that irritates the skin and, and the penis and it makes it swell, in a lot of cases, it is actually due to an irritation from the soap you're using. Ah. Oh, you're back. Oh, very good. Oh, here I am. Have there. you ever had smegma? <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. I thought that was actually only uncircumcised. Uh, it could be. I don't know. But it's this This story says it's the head of the penis, and uh, a lot of it comes from things you do every day. It has nothing to do with uh, cleanliness. It literally could be the soap you use, so it's an irritation. But I figured I'd give you one penis so, story on the way out the door. I've got to go. You. You've got to go because your phone connection sucks. And. <laughs> And so we'll have the warm-up coming up now. Al, say what you got to say, as Boomer would tell, as Craig would tell Boomer. Go. See you. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton.
Good luck with that. And good early Thursday morning. Of course, Alan Houston, I am back here in New York. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. I see you're really embracing the Houston look as you continue to wear these plaid patchy shirts and the uh, the hat that looks like something out of a Houston, Texas scene in a movie. Yeah, I'm working on my West. This is part of my Western collection. I've got uh, the, my uh, farmer's baseball cap and uh, my plaid shirt. Yes, Jerry, I'm trying to fit in with the locals. That way I don't look foolish walking the streets. People don't go, there's a, a out-of-towner. They say, there's a guy from Houston. I would say I've been asked, the, I've been exactly asked directions. Like, you don't exactly look like a New Yorker, let's put it that way. Well, not exactly. Uh, did you get to Roger Goodell's press conference yesterday at all? Well, the one thing I did see, and I'm with Roger Goodell on this one, he says he hasn't gone to these Patriots games because no one asked him. You can't just show up. This, that's like me just showing up at your house, Jerry. Invite me, uh, and he, then I'll come well, over. He is the commissioner. Of what, the NFL? <laughs> yes. I don't think yeah, but, he actually needs a formal invitation. I think he has his assistant <laughs> reach out to the Patriots to say, the commissioner would like to be at the game on Sunday. Could you make the arrangement? I don't think he yep. needs an invitation. I bet the Falcons invited them twice in a row, two weeks in a row. They were probably like, why don't you come to where we're playing? Uh, I guess. Where I the Falcons. He's Roger Goodell. He could go wherever he oh. wants. Did you enjoy? Now, we love the guy. Uh, Craig likes to call him just KFC Barstool. Uh, we're talking about Kevin over at Barstool. Now, did you catch this yesterday when a reporter actually asked Goodell about having the credential revoked? Did you see any of this? I, I saw the uh, articles about it, Jerry. I did not hear the audio. Here's how it sounded. It's long, but it's the question and the very brief answer. This week, the popular, if at times provocative, sports media outlet Barstool Sports was barred from all Super Bowl activities. And I'm wondering, don't you think any media outlet at all should be credentialed to come to the Super Bowl? And don't you risk perpetuating the view that the league you're running is the no-fun league when you bar an outlet that is popular, especially with young fans? Uh, I'm not familiar with this. I, I really don't have any information about who's credentialed and who's not credentialed. I'll take your, your word for it. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was listening to that reporter ask the question, Al, I was very impressed with the fact that he got that very long-winded, drawn-out question in and didn't stumble once. He was very long-winded. He prepared that, though. You could tell. He ran over that a number of times in his head. Probably, but still a 25-second question. And Goodell, I don't know if I believe him or not, uh, that he has no idea who gets credentialed and who doesn't. But I did like his answer as he continued. Uh, he said, listen, look around the room. There are thousands of people here. I think we do a good job with credentials. But it was interesting as uh, Barstool got some love from a reporter. I think it was a pro football talk reporter, too, that guy. Now, they yes, Barstool should be here, of course, but a couple of years ago, like when the internet was first exploding, Jerry, with blogs and yeah. podcasts, and I was like, the, the NFL would credential everybody. You'd look around, there'd be guys that had blogs that no one read or wasn't paying any attention to, and they'd be covering the Super Bowl. You can't have that either. But the Barstool Sports, of course, they're a legitimate sports organization, Jerry. And, they and, should be here. And you're like a star guest on like those blog radio shows, right? Because you've made some guest appearances this week. I made uh, well. I made a guest appearance on a college radio program, as did Craig. I thought we were you were going to walk, but I thought you were going to walk around and try and get yourself on other shows. Oh no, no one was interested. Oh, and the barstool show that they're doing on Comedy Central is at like midnight. I can't go over there either, Jerry. I mean, I, I'd love to go over there and hold a sign with everybody, but <laughs> it's very late. Well, Pat McAfee uh, is retiring from the NFL. He's a punter for the Colts. He's twenty nine or thirty years old, and he, I guess, he's a comedian now. He's going he, to he, work for Barstool. He does uh, stand up, but he was very angry. I think last week we did this story that he was sick of the bum ass media 
and he wanted to join some sports media to uh, smack people like you around, Jerry. But I don't, you I know, don't. legitimate sports media like you. Here he was so now, announcing it in a mock press conference for Barstool. I'm joining the most powerful force in entertainment and media, and I can't wait to be a full-time staff member of Bar <laughs> Barstool Sports. <laughs> hey, this is really what he's doing. Like this now they is pointed what out he's, he's only to do. He's only 29 years old. I think so, yeah. He's only, kept, only I think, eight years. All he does is punt. It's not like... You could punt probably to your 50. Yeah, of course you could. You could punt Although, to... You could kick and punt. I mean, look at Adam Vinatieri kicking. He's 43 or 44 now. Punty McPunt face. Yes, yeah, and exactly. still doing it quite well. So you're right. But instead, I guess he wants to go uh, become a comedian. He's going to work with uh, Kevin and Barstool, so good for him. Also, since we're talking about the Super Bowl week of sorts. Uh, Martellus Bennett has been kind of fun uh, down there. We know his brother Michael had some bad things to say after Seattle lost to Atlanta, but here was Martellus Bennett uh, yesterday. Nesson, I believe, caught up with him yesterday, uh, asked him the question about just the way he talks, the way he speaks, and he says if you stress certain words, you can really make an impact. Best way to say something is with a curse word. You know, it's like, like you can say, man, that's great, and that's cool, but if you say, that's great, Everybody be like, man, that must be really damn awesome. Now, I happen to agree with him. Would you Would you disagree with that? No, I agree with that. If I'm in an argument with somebody and it's not on the radio, I will say curse words before as a as a way to emphasize part of my argument. And kind of like when let, you're screening people and you're yelling at them. Yeah. Also, to let the other person know, I'm very serious. I've just said a curse word before my statement. Man, that was a lot of bull. Right there now. <laughs> exactly. See, even Boomer knows how to do that. <laughs> Boomer does know how to do that. I don't know yes. where he did that, but okay. <laughs> and then one other one from football here. Uh, I like the story, at least from the NFL. The, the Odell Beckham Jr. story I think is great because yesterday you guys had Josh Norman on, which was really good, by the way, talking about the, the Beckham stuff, and, and Craig and Boomer Josh didn't. Josh Norman. Yes, Josh Norman. Yes, you had I him on. I just saw him about a half hour ago. Okay, he's hmm. probably on Radio Row getting ready to start promoting no, his... Uh, was, no, no, not at all. His night just ending, I guess. Night. Well, anyway... Still back, dressed in what he was wearing when he came on our show at <laughs> 8 in the morning. That's called a good day. Uh, that's called my kind of guy. That's right. Now, Beckham... Why shower again, you're showered once. Beckham has taken a lot of heat, as Craig knows, and you know, Al. I thought the story... I guess it was Troy Vincent that sent a letter to the league basically saying, you guys should see what this guy's done in Orlando here at the Pro Bowl. I think that's great because... While he takes a beating for some of the nonsense, I watched a lot of those, as silly as they were, the drone drop and the, the wide receiver skills and all that stuff. I actually watched that on that Thursday night, and he was awesome with the fans. And he actually uh, showed like he cared. And I thought it was pretty good. Someone actually stood up for him and said, this guy did the right thing. So they wrote a letter to the Giants to say he was a nice guy signing autographs or he was really good at catching drone footballs? That he embraced the whole situation. He wasn't a jack. You know, you had Richard Sherman come out and say, you know, if you want to actually make the Pro Bowl better, give us real game checks instead of just playing for whatever it is, $10,000 or whatever. Right. Uh, I guess Richard Sherman's game check would be $800,000. And if you do that, we'll care. Well, here's a guy in Beckham who embraced the game, embraced the skills competition, was fun with the fans. He wasn't a jackass. And it's nice that you actually acknowledge and when we beat him, you know, to a pulp most days for the way he acts on the field. That's fair, Jerry. And also, I know you're not a big signing day guy. This is where high school kids decide where they're going to college. Right. So this, there's a kid in Kansas who's uh, signed with Illinois State. His name is Kobe Buffalo Meat. Yeah, I thought this was a joke when I saw this. Which I think is what Craig ordered last night when we went out to dinner. Kobe Hello? Buffalo Meat? Yeah, the no, Kobe Buffalo. Rabbit. Oh, Rabbit. Rabbit Did tacos. you really? He did have a rabbit taco. Had a rabbit taco. Tastes like that chicken? Is true. 
What happened? Did it taste like chicken, like most no, people it say? like rabbit. I'm hoping the Jets eventually draft this kid out of Illinois State. Oh, give me that look. I saw that look. We see I, your I looks, Jerry. What is that? We see. I, I don't know what we that means. Monitor. That's what the look is. What is rabbit? Oh. What does that mean? It tastes like I don't like know. Rabbit. What does chicken taste like? Everybody I mean, knows what everybody and their brother knows what chicken tastes like. Nobody what knows what taste rabbit like? tastes describe, like. Describe describe chicken. How does chicken taste? Really good. Right, so rabbit tastes good too. Yeah, I, but no, don't even you, you, you're, you're making faces at me. Look at then you're making another one. As you could imagine, Jerry. You, look at that. No whammy on you. Whammy, whammy, whammy. First off, it's called the zungi. It's not the whammy. No, I'm putting the whammy on you. It's no, not the zimmy. Zimmy is a restaurant in Orlando. I didn't say that. That was Eddie that did that. And uh, Jerry, as, as you can imagine, I did not dig into the rabbit. Al's a pain in the ass. What did you eat? Did you go back to salmon? Because I know you had the... We went to a place that invented the fajita. So they people invented fajitas. It? Really? Yeah, there's a place called Linfa's. So Al goes, I just don't know where we're going to put all these fajitas. There's no place on the table. Yeah, Jerry, we jammed 19 people into a six-person table, and then everyone was going to get fajitas. You know they take that takes up an entire table of fajitas. <laughs> and that's the thing that steams, right, when the food comes yes, out? Yes, Where steams. are we going to put all the fajitas? Well, he's right about <laughs> that. because you, you usually order everything on the menu. And no, you but got... the point is he ordered a chicken fajita. They put it in front of him. But before it got there, he's now pissed off. Because he doesn't think we're going to be able to fit the right. fajitas on the table. And then he ruins everyone's night. And in fact, Jerry, I had to forego the actual fajita, that uh, flour thing, because I, there was no room no on the room. table for it. You I had to just eat the chicken. You know, this, we, uh, that guy Mike Felger from uh, WBZ in Boston came with his wife. So we all left when the bill came. <laughs> what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> New guy. We, we, uh, we got up. We all walked out. We left them with the bill. <laughs> what do you think? You're Muhammad Ali? What is that? Uh, hold, hold the thought on the road. We got to take a break. Mexican Boomer and Carton meat. from Houston Looks coming like up next on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, we got about 60 seconds before we get you to Boomer and Carton live from Houston. Radio Row, the site of Super Bowl 51. Alan Jerry with you just quickly. Knicks did beat the Nets 95 90. Did it with their bench players, specifically in the fourth quarter. Carmelo Anthony did not play in the fourth quarter, and yet you had a big night from Kristaps Porzingis, so they did get the win. Al, you still there with me for another moment oh hi jerry because remember yesterday during our podcast just quickly we talked about isaiah thomas of the celtics you were you were asking me how certain guys that are small in stature how they succeed so well whether it's on the football field like drew Brees, and i had brought up isaiah thomas with basketball he last night we were talking yesterday on the podcast how he can go for 30 at any moment he had 44 last night and the celtics beat the raptors in a really close game so uh we were kind of prophetic yesterday when we were discussing on the podcast Yes. That's right. Podcast. Very popular. Correct. Very popular podcast. The podcast. The yeah, and there's podcast. also, then then you'll have gigantic guys that can't score, like uh, big seven-foot-tall guys that like get six points in an NBA game. They should just be able to walk up to the basket and lay it in there, Jerry. You would the, think podcast. So. the podcast. The podcast. Yes. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, hey, remember we were doing a podcast, and we had a blog, and then uh, afterwards when we did that private interview. You know, speaking and, of the uh, podcast, the pregame Al, show, you had a restaurant situation. How did that go for you? Oh, uh, well, we, we had a new guy there from uh, our sister station in Boston, and we all slowly walked away from the table and left him with the bill. So no worries there. <laughs> so it worked out just perfectly we, for you. We left he and his I, wife. I know one thing. He's got a much bigger expense account than we do. <laughs> well, why is that? Bastards. That doesn't seem right. 